Well, good morning. Uh, can we can we just do something here? Isn't Colorado awesome? Can we yeah. give it up for Colorado? Yeah. Like it's such a great place to live. Um, this and I, I've always said that Evergreen it was June was just made for Evergreen, or Evergreen was made for June. I say one of those things sometimes because it's just so beautiful. The flowers. The, the the baby elk. We had a hummingbird in our house today. Not sure how literally got a hummingbird in our house. I mean it's just it's just a cool time of year. Show of hands real quick. How many of you are Colorado natives? You were born in Colorado, raise your hand high. Actually there's more than I thought there would be. Wow. How many of you um, are transplants? Colorado transplants. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots more. That's just kind of how Colorado works. I love one of my favorite things to do is ask people how they got to Colorado. Because everybody's got a story. And, and, and for a lot of us, there's a sense of like arrival. You know, it, it, it's, it's different. Like if you talk to other people around the country, it's not always that way, that the place that you live is like right where you want to be. And that's, I mean, it was way for, for me, my story is like, I came out when I was 18. Um, my, my mom's in the room, she can attest that I, I packed my room up. Like I was in Wisconsin and I packed my room up before I even, like before I, it's like I was leaving. I was not coming back to Wisconsin because um, I wanted to go to Colorado. And, and it just has this, this kind of gets in your soul, Colorado does. We are people who love where we live. And that's the title of this series. We are people who thoroughly enjoy where we live. We love the mountains, we love uh, the culture, we love Denver, we love, there's a lot of things to love about Colorado. We love it. If you live in Evergreen and Mountains, you love living up here for a lot of different reasons. Um, we are people who love where we live. And I think, help me out on this, like, tell me if you agree or disagree. Part of, I think, the appeal of, of Colorado and the mountains and that kind of stuff is we are people who love, we, we're drawn to Colorado because we're people who love being a part of something bigger than ourselves. There's just something about, I, I remember um, when we first moved here, we got a chance to live in a house that is view of mine. It's an interesting story. We now live in that house 10 years later. We own that house. But it has this view of Mount Evans. And at, when we moved away from it the first time, I remember saying to Christy, I'm like, man, when we, you know, moving away, it's like, it's like not seeing the mountains every day. It's like, I, I not, it's, it's like I'm disconnected somehow. But when I was up there, I felt like I was a part of something bigger than myself to see, especially with the seasons rolling through, right? You get to see things change, the first snow of the fall or you know, that kind of stuff, the big snow. And, um, you get to see a lot of cool things. And, and, and I think all of us have this kind of attribute about, about, us, about us as Colorado people, as mountain folk, that we love to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. That's exactly what this series, Love Where You Live, is about. That's exactly what we're talking about um, for the next few weeks with Love Where You Live. We want to encourage you not to just enjoy where you live, although it's enjoyable. We want to encourage you not to just live where you live. We want to encourage you to, to go beyond that and, and to love where you live and to look at where you live a little bit differently. Um, to explore the possibility, and if you're a God follower, we're going to explore this possibility that what if God loved where you live too? Not not that He enjoys Evergreen or you know Denver or wherever you live, like Conifer, like not that He enjoys, although He does, but that God is loving and He's He's up to something where you live as well, and He's asking you to join Him 
in loving the people around you where you live? What, what, if, what if an adventure waits us as we meet him there and we, we pour, put, we put intention into certain things and we meet God where he's already working? That's what, maybe you've never thought of it that way. Maybe you, like, maybe you believe in God, but the idea of, of working with God is just maybe a, an interesting concept. That's what we're going to talk about in this series. And we're going to say it four ways. Four ways. We're, going to, we're going to look at, throughout the series, we're going to, hopefully, the goal is to help us each to see uh, these four things differently. Go ahead and put those up. Our, our location, our vocation, our vacation, and our donation. Our, our goal is, throughout this series, is we'll look at different parts of this, is to, to see, to help you and I to see our location differently. That we are put, we are placed in, in the spot that we are in for a purpose, intentionally. So your location, your, your, your house isn't just a house, it's a home in a neighborhood. And, and when you bought that house, when you leased it, when you started renting that place, is it possible that God got excited and said, oh, I'm so glad that you're right there because you'll be next to so-and-so and next to so-and-so and next to so-and-so with your vocation? Is it possible? Your job isn't just a job. It's actually God saying, no, I want you, I, I'm so glad you have that job because the people that surround you, you can be there for them. I'm at work there. You want to be there with me. Uh, to, to look at our vacation, and I'm not talking about a week off in Mexico or something like that. When I say vacation, it means, like, what do you find yourself doing? What do you enjoy doing in this life? What do you find yourself doing on a Saturday morning? When it's just your time, what do you do? What do you enjoy doing? And, and we're going to see that. That's a gift from God, that he, he made the world in such a way that, that, that certain these plastic things and wood things slide on snow just in this wonderfully <laughs> enjoyable way. And it brings thrill into your life, but it also brings thrill into other people's lives as well. What if you could share that with them in a way that might connect them with God? That's what we're talking about with vacation. What do you enjoy doing and, and who do you enjoy doing it with? And then, of course, our donation. And that, that includes our money, but it includes a lot more than our money. We actually just got done with a series on donation called, uh, what's it called? Crazy Like Us. And it was all about generosity. So we kind of hit that a lot. So in this series, we'll talk about location, vocation, and vacation a little bit more. But that's our goal for this series. I want you and I want me to start looking at these things differently. And hopefully maybe seeing them the way that God sees, sees, them, sees them as we talk about loving where we live. But to kick us off, now, now that kind of, this is the four things we'll talk about, I want to put those aside. I want to make sure that, that we're, we're not going to talk about those today because I actually was going to talk about those today and earlier this week I shared my, my stuff with, with our team. We do a lot of team type of, all this content we, we build as a team and I'm primarily the one that comes up and talks that's not just straight from my head. Um, and I got pushed back and, and said, hey, we're going to dive into this and like, no, 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 we can't dive just straight into love where you live. So today we're going to kind of put the where you live aside. And I want to focus on the love because, and I'll explain why here in a second, but I want us to focus on love before we dive into where we live because I think we need to understand love, not, not, um, not how to love, but I want to focus on one thing. You are loved. Um, legend has it that Vince Lombardi, way back in the day, the old um, Packers coach, uh, one time at the beginning of the season, 
pulled his team together, and he and he um, and he, in the first words out of my some of you guys know where I'm going with this, right? The beginning of the season, he pulled his team together, this team of professional athletes, and he said, "Gentlemen, this is a football." Keep in mind, these are professional athletes. These are guys who know the game of football pretty well. Arguably, some of the best, right? And, and Vince Lombardi, in this kind of pivotal moment, and one of his most quotable moments, said, gentlemen, this is a football. And what he did is he was starting, he, he wanted to start the season with the basics um, to make sure that his team was executing on the fundamentals. And nothing else. He, you know, he wanted to make sure, let's go back to the beginning, because he knew that good football, uh, good football comes from a good understanding of football and how it works, right? I want to do something similar today. Before I ask you to go and love where you live, I want to say this is a football. This is love. This is what love is. And not, this, is, not, this is how to love. That what I want you to know most today is that you are love. This is a football. You, you are valuable. This is a football. You, you are worthwhile. I want to make sure that we that we start with the basics, that we start with the fundamentals before I dive in. And here's why. Because I can I can preach a pretty good sermon. Like, I can preach a pretty motivating sermon and get you all riled up and like, yeah, I should, you know, I should use more of my location. I should think about work this way. Yeah. But I can, if we do it in the, if we do it without the basics, what happens is you start playing the game because of shame. And I don't want that. I don't want to shame you into loving where you live. Although sometimes that we do that, we feel oh, this sense of guilt and like, oh, I really should do this for God or I should do this for others. And then we do it out of a source of guilt. And I, I think we all know that doing the right things for the wrong reasons is dangerous. So I want to make sure we're doing them for the right reasons. So today, this is a football. You are love. You are valuable, you are worthwhile. And I want to whirl you around in that today. And then in the weeks to come, we'll talk about, then we'll, then we'll go and we'll build on that basis. We'll build on the basis of that, the fact that we are loved. And that, I'm hoping, will cause us to, to love the people around us better. Sound good? First John 4, that's where we're going to look today. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and um, turn turn to, to to First John four. First John is is one letter in a series of letters that we have from John that he wrote to some friends of his. Um, they're not long letters; they're short letters. First John is incredible. In this short letter, the John uses the word love twenty seven times, almost more than any other book in the Bible. And um, it's all you know. You get the sense reading this love, you know, that, that love is John's game. Uh, he talks about what love does. It love, if love brings light. Love drives out fear. Love leads us to action. It's this real. It's it's really a pep talk. It's kind of the locker room pep talk 
where John is saying, I want you to love. I want you to, I want you to, to love this way. And it's, all, it's funny, in the middle of the pep talk, in the middle of the letter, when John's saying all of this about love, it's almost as if he realizes, wait, have I defined what love is? Let's, let's make sure, since I'm talking about love so, so many, I've said like 20 times love, let's make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to this word love. And this is good too, because like, what is, the word love is one of the most misunderstood words in the, in the English language, isn't it? I mean, you get, maybe you know that like other languages have multiple words for love, and we have love. <laughs> you know, I, I love pizza. It's a little bit different than the way that I love my wife, or you know, like it's, it, there's there's a lot of variations to this word love. And I think I think John, in the middle of his his exposition on love, and the importance of love, and how it causes, you know, brings light and action dispels darkness and fear. He's like, let's make sure we know what love is. So he literally says this in 1 John 4, verse 10. He says this. He says, this is love. He says, gentlemen, this is a football. This is love. And he goes on to say, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. So gentlemen, this, this is love. My friends, this is love. Not that we love God, but you, you almost translate like, we didn't love God. This is love. We didn't love God, but God loved us. And, and this is so important. Like, like he could have started off, this is love, that God loved us. But he starts off to saying, making the point like, no, we, but we didn't love God. Not that we love God. See, we, we didn't take the, we, we didn't take steps towards God in order for him to love us, right? He, we, we, in fact, we took steps away from God. A lot of times in our lives, a lot of us can, can remember a period in our lives where we took steps away from God for a couple weeks, a couple years, where we distanced ourselves from God. And John says, this is love. While you were taking steps away from him, when you didn't love him, but he loved you. Um, he talks about, um, he, so basically what John is trying to say is like, even though we didn't love him, us, he didn't give up on us. Or even though we didn't love him, he didn't give up on us. Because he loves us. Because you are so valuable. Because you are worthwhile. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. While we might be far from him, we are still valuable to him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loves us. And then he says this. And this is, out of that love, this is what God did. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This atoning sacrifice, those are kind of, those are some $5 words for sure. Basically, John is working off of the, the Christian assumption, the Christian understanding of the game that says this, that God is life. That, and that rebellion against God, that's death. And in response to the rebellion, God, instead of punishing us, actually took that upon himself. He, he became death for us. That's why he said that he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He did that in hopes that we would stop rebelling against him and step back into life through his son. He's saying, this is a football. You are loved. 
You are valuable. You are worthwhile. Even while you were walking away from God, God still loved you and sent his son for you. There's another verse in the New Testament that says, while, you were, while we were still sinners, while we were yet in sinning, we were sinning, Christ died for the ungodly. The ungodly, the people who are nothing like God. If you feel, if you've ever felt that way, you need to know God died for you. He sent his son for you because he saw how valuable you are. And then he says this, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Dear friends, this is a football. Since God loved us because of God's love for us, in light of the fact that God so loved us, off of that, build loving others. Therefore, we ought to love one another. See, here's my theory for this morning. What I'm working, the premise I'm working off of is this. We love others best when we recognize how much we are loved ourselves. Like like all of us, we, we probably would like to love people better. Like maybe you're in a relationship right now, it's not going well, and you're like, man, I'm having a hard time loving that person. Maybe the best, you, it's interesting to think about, what if the best thing that you could do for that relationship, to love that other person, was to start to understand and, and get a deeper sense of God's love for you. <laughs> do you know what you and I do? I'm like, oh shoot, I should love them better. I should try harder. And my theory today is I don't think we should try harder. I don't, I don't think trying hard, I think it might help to a point but if we really want to grow in love, trying harder won't work. What we need to do is we need to drink deeper. We need to recognize God's love for us and let that love come into us and then flow out of us. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And in just a couple of verses, we don't have it up on the screen, but in, in verse 19, he says, we love because he first loved us. This is a football. You are loved. You are so valuable to God. Right where you are, right now. Not, 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 not. You're getting your crap together and in a couple months come back to church and we'll talk. No, no, no. Right now, you are loved. You are valuable. That you, you are worthwhile. This is a football. There's one of my favorite stories of all time is the, the Count of Monte Cristo. Um, it's a really, uh, it, it's, a, it's just a classic adventure story um, full of romance and treasure hunting and revenge. Um, and uh, the story, if you're not familiar with the story, the main character is a guy named Edmond Dantes. And Dantes um, has a friend, and there's this really cool friendship with, with, with his best friend, and his best friend ends up betraying him, framing him for something that Dantes didn't do, and as a result, Dantes gets thrown into prison um, off the coast of France onto an island, one of those island prisons. 
Um, what was the what's the one in San Francisco? I can't Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Thank you. I couldn't remember. It's kind of like Al picture Alcatraz. Um, so he's in prison for years, um, and, and he's in, through prison. He's hardened and he's um, and he's callous and he's he's plotting his revenge. Right? If he ever gets out, of what he's going to do in order to, to get back his friend in prison, he meets a guy that that they call priest, um, and he's called priest not because he's a priest but because he's a virtuous man um, and he, he was he uh, was part of Napoleon's army Napoleon asked him to do something and, he, and, and the, the priest didn't want to do that so he didn't so he got thrown into prison they become friends and they start to plot an escape plan for getting out of prison um, and as time goes on priest gets injured um, in the, the process of the escape. And as he's dying, he, he says to Dantes, he hands to Dantes a treasure map, which is actually what we find out that that's what Napoleon was after, is Napoleon wanted this treasure, he thought that priest had it, priest said he didn't, threw him in jail. And at the end, during the you know, last breath, he hands it to Dantes and says, use it for good. Dantes um, is able to ex uh, escape from prison, swims across the channel, it's washed up on this beach, and is, is found by smugglers and pirates. Um, and this, the scene that I want to focus on this morning um, actually happens, takes place in the movie. It happens, it's different in the book, but I like how the, the, the picture that the movie paints is unbelievable. I want us to think about that today. Dantes washes up on shore, these smugglers find him, and um, and um, the, the lead pirate says, here's what's going to happen. Um, we had this guy named Jacopo who, um, who just uh, like committed mutiny or stole some stuff. And he's like, I, I was going to kill him. But this is actually finding me kind of helps because um, now I can give Jacopo a chance to earn his loyalty back by fighting you to the death. And whoever wins, if Jacopo wins, then he can come back on my, my crew. If, if Jacopo loses, you come on my crew. So Dante's and Jacopo start to fight and wrestle, um, and, and Dante is able to subdue Jacopo, but doesn't kill him, doesn't hurt him. And he says, hey, don't move a muscle. Pinning, pinning him to the ground saying, don't move a muscle. And then he negotiates with the pirate and says, listen, what do you gain by both of us dying? Why don't you, why don't you bring both of us onto the crew and you'll have the better, more sailors and more fighters for your crew? The pirate's like, yeah, that, that, that sounds good. And there's this really cool moment, and, and again, this is in the movie, um, where Jacopo looks Dante straight in the eye. Again, Dante's head pinned to the ground, and, and um, Jacopo looks up at him, and he says, I swear on my mother's grave, I am your man forever. Realizing what, what, what Dante's had just done for him, taking a flyer, taking a chance on him, he said, I am your man forever. And Dante's looks back and says, I know you are. And he helps him up. And that's really when the adventure begins in the story. From there, they go on to find the treasure and they plot this revenge. And it's this beautiful, this really cool story as they live. And Jacopo becomes Dante's right hand man as Dante starts to become the Count of Monte Cristo. Here's why I love that story. It's your story. It's my story. 
See, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. He saw value in us. He saw that you were worthwhile. And while, get this, get this, even while we're vehemently against him at times in our life, we're wrestling with God, which is, by the way, totally cool in the Bible. I don't know if you knew this. Like, like if, you've been, if you haven't been to church in a while, you probably have maybe missed this quality of, of God. Because you think, oh my goodness, I've been far from God. Coming back to him, that's going to be difficult. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. The Bible, the story, there's one key guy in the Bible that his name becomes Israel, which is kind of a big deal for the Bible. His name becomes Israel because he wrestled with God. Did you know that? God can take it. God is okay with us wrestling with him. And then when we're finally done, when we're spent, when we give no more to, to when we're at the end of our rope, instead of yelling at us, he redeems us, he shows us mercy, he dies for us. And he says, come with me. That's why I love this story. This is our story. You and I, like, we, we're, we're at odds with God, and while we're at odds with God, God still saw value in you, saw that you were worthwhile, and then redeems you, and then invites you into this adventure to love where you live. It's not you're like, hey, cool, you and I are cool. Yaakovo and Dante's like, yeah, okay, we're cool. They didn't go their separate ways. They, they went and did things together. That's when the adventure began, and that's what awaits us. That's what awaits us, as we love where we live. So here's my, my prayer for this, for is, is, is leading into this series. I'm praying that we have a Yakupo moment. All of us, every single one of us, I pray that there's, there's a moment where we say to God, I am yours forever. And maybe you've done that before, but you just, you'd be like, I, I want to say those words again. That'd be awesome. Maybe you've never thought about it that way. Maybe you believed in, your, in God your whole life, but the idea of saying, God, I'm done wrestling. I'm yours forever. See, the more we're able to do that, the closer we come to his love, the more we'll be able to express love to others. But it starts there. That, this is a football. We, we have to. We have to start with the basics. I don't want. I don't want to lead us into lo loving others until we know how loved we are ourselves. Uh, what's cool about this is we'll kind of once once we get to this point where we understand God's love for us, it's like okay, where do you want to go? That's when the adventure begins. I went on a, a, a date this week with my four-year-old daughter Lucy. And it's interesting going on a date with a four-year-old. You have kids that age, you understand. Um, but I found probably the best thing, the best way to have a date with my four-year-old is just to ask her, where do you want to go? Like, hey, 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 where do you want to go? <laughs> you know where we went? We got ice cream. We went to one park. Then we went to another park. And then we went to another park. <laughs> it was awesome. And see, what we're going to find out in love where you live is once you understand God's love and his value for you, it's not like, 
Once, once we surrender our lives to him, say, I am yours forever, he helps us up and says, where do you want to go? It's not slavery. <laughs> it's this beautiful mix of, I made you, child. I, I know who you are. I'm dying to see what you want to do in life. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go with your location, your vocation, your vacation? You don't answer. What, what, what do you want to do? If the, see, Christianity is not narrow. If the Christianity wants you under, under the love of God, it becomes the most broad, most beautiful adventure in the world. Where do you want to go? That's what we're going to talk about in the weeks come. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's a big part of it. For those of you who know Colorado Life Church, it's a big part of who we are. We've talked about this before. Because it's so important to us. Come and join us. Come. Week after week, we will tell you, you are loved, you are valuable, you are worthwhile. But let's go. Love where we live. We pray for us. Lord, I thank you for your mercy for your grace. Lord, I thank you for everything, Colorado, the beauty that surrounds us, the, the, the way that we are captured by what we see. And my prayer for us this morning is that, that um, we would be captured by you, by the thought of you. And for some of us in the room, um, we're at odds with you. And I pray this morning that, that, that maybe that would end this morning. As we recognize that as we wrestle with you, you, you love us, you think we're worthwhile, you value us. You're just waiting for us to stop wrestling and say, I'm yours forever. Well, those are prayers you love. I pray for this, this group of people that I love dearly, and I pray that, that as the series goes on, you move us in mighty ways. That, but first, first things first, that we would understand that we are loved, and as a result, we would go out and love for we live. Would you help us to do that? In your name, amen.